things cannot be long hidden. The sun, the moon, and the truth. So tonight, the truth is going to be unfiltered and full of flavor. Please welcome Dana McCool and Eric Ramundo, bringing you the smoking truth. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Dana. Thank you. Happy Friday. Coming to you from beautiful Deltona, downstairs in the dungeon. In the dungeon, the bowels of the Cigar bowels, Hustler. Where it happens down here uh, at Cigar Hustler. We're yep. coming to you Friday for our what? Our second, second episode. episode, yes. I Hey, listen, so I've been looking at it um, since the release this past Tuesday. Don't forget, everybody, Tuesdays at around 8 a.m., we will be releasing new episodes uh, every Tuesday. Um, come check us out on Twitter. We are at, uh, what was it again, Truth Smoking, at Truth Smoking on Twitter. And uh, as my understanding is, as time goes on, we're, we're waiting for approvals, I believe, um, and the production crew can either you know, nod yes or no, but we're waiting for approvals from like Spotify, I believe, and, and um, Apple and other, others as well. Um, anyways, but check us out, please. We'll do everything we can. Uh, myself, I have my own Twitter, at eRaymundo. Dana, I know you have your own Twitter as well. Uh, we'll, we'll try to get it out there, the content. But I saw like 125 views. Um, for a first episode, I'm thinking, damn, this shit's good, girl. Not, um, not so my bad. daughter, my daughter put in perspective for me. She was like, I said, baby, you know, uh, she saw little bits of it right here and there, but she's old enough she can, you know, she can handle it. Um, so I sa- I was like, hey, I said, sweetie, what do you think? And she was like, dad, you know, for a first show, think of it this way, 125 people in a room. Dad, that's not bad. And I said, I know. It's not, you know, 10,000 yet. And she's, no, you'll get there. Don't worry about it. You'll get there, but, you know, we're working on it. So. I ran into her. I heard. And the good oh, doctor. I saw it, too. Yeah. I sent yeah, you I a picture. what I say? You're <laughs> fucked now. <laughs> I, saw this, I was like, oh, my God. I can't believe it. She cornered my wife and my daughter in Walmart, I think is what it was, right? <laughs> Some Publix. Publix, was like, it? Yeah. 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 My wife told me. My wife is awesome. She had a big smile on her face. Oh, I saw Dana. I saw Dana. I said, oh, God. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's like, how'd he do? How'd he do? How'd he do? I'm like, it was fantastic. It was a yeah. fantastic show for our first show. And Getting this, you know, the technical stuff worked out. That'll be easy breezy because um, we really believe in what we're doing, y'all. And yep. we're going to sail along, you know. And uh, today is our second opportunity to talk about great stuff here. Yeah. You know what I want to talk about? What do you want to talk about? Today. We talked about this, what we wanted to talk about. Do we have an idea. Yeah, we want to. I know there's yeah. some things we wanted to go over. So I, I'm. there's a, something I wanted to talk about, which we'll get down the road on. Um, but I definitely, I told you already, just. Far away, I'm going to feed off of you, and we'll, come, we'll go from there, and we'll see if there's an opportunity to meet in the middle somewhere, as always. You know, um, yeah, it's the same thing you wanted to talk about. Okay. Right, you wanted to clear up from a, a Yeah, some myths that are out there about certain things. Um, so I'll, and this, we can apply this here, not just here in, in Volusia County, and, and, and uh, but we could also apply it statewide. I, I think there's other states as well, so as we grow, um, hopefully we get some other folks. There was a guy, actually, there was somebody from Ohio who I think wanted to follow um, the Twitter page or whatever. So it's interesting. I don't know if they're following on you know, the, the YouTube video, but they're following. So, uh, you know, obviously I want to make our stuff. Our stuff is obvi- obviously Florida-centric. And, yep. You know, and also we, we live here in Volusia County. We live in Daltona. Um, but uh, there's other folks following. So I definitely think that there's an opportunity where some of this stuff is relevant to other folks uh, nationwide as well. So. Yeah. Subject I think that we're uh, going to start with today is it has been quite controversial in our county um it's you know it seems like every couple of years we have a political platform that kind of makes you rub your eyeballs and then everybody gets on the train and um this particular year it's been about toilet to tap yeah. 
such a friggin' horrible name. Um, and so the technical term I found out as I'm doing a lot of research because they're bait. So I'm going to set it up a little tiny bit. Um, so well, let me just say something ahead, yeah. real quick, okay, about toilet to tap. And the reason that we discuss this is um, we want, like, good neutral information getting out there, right? We bring it in yep. the middle, right, yep. and have people that know what we're talking about. And wouldn't it be great if we had, like, I don't know, on our team some uh, authority, people that were scientific? I am actually, so I'm working on that because this issue will continue to come up. And there's, so you're oh, my God, wait a minute. What do we have? Oh. oh, my God. <laughs> An authority. What? Who is that coming in here? Dr. Wendy Anderson? He's bringing in Wendy Anderson from Stetson University. Imagine uh, that. Yeah, listen, hey, I'm all good with that, you know. So We're going to, guys. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We're going to move Matt for you, Dr. Anderson. You just come on in here. No, no one gets to sit with that. Me. Come on a, in. Yeah, that's something special Matt's onto its away. own. You so. just come on in here, Doc. We got you all set up here. I wanted to surprise you, Eric, because I know how big you are on actual factual stuff. And I invited uh, Dr. Anderson here so that you could be the intellect in the room. And I'm going uh, to, you know how I am. Yeah, I'm the intellect. Foil. I don't know. I just, you know, I just. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, so I, I read bills all the time, and then he's like, "Hey, Eric, are you?" No, 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 no. I play a pretty good lawyer, I guess, when I'm <laughs> when I'm reading bills. But I don't. Uh, anyways. So, Doc, we're going to ask you to um, to uh, have y'all formally met. No, I've okay. never met uh, Miss Anderson before, okay. Doctor Anderson. So I've heard her name uh, thrown around a few times, so here and there. But uh, no, I've never had the chance to meet. So, Doc, we're just going to get you to get really close to your microphone here. Make sure you stay close to it, because we're on that learning curve. So just right. make sure you stay close to it. What are you having today, Doc? What's uh, in your cup you there? Know, I, I'm a little embarrassed. I'm drinking a mango cart. Okay, that's yeah, cool. Good, what good, a good. fruity wheat beer. Yeah. Went in Rome, right? Went in Rome. So, Eric, go ahead, because as I said, and I was very factual when I said this, that um, I know that from a state perspective, right, you look out for all of us. You're a good shepherd. Of, I try to be. You No, but you really are for fact from fiction, and that's what we're really trying to do because – um, there's a lot of fear porn, I like mm -hmm. to call it, rolling around about this. And I wanted to go ahead and hear you and then have Dr. Anderson, um, you know, talk about it also to have the two intellects in the room here. Um, so go ahead, Eric. Do not do that to me. Please. Don't start me with the uh, intellectual nonsense. Um, so a big thing that's been coming up um, during this election cycle has been the issue of toilet to tap. And I don't like the, the name of toilet to tap. I think it's uh, the, the official term is potable reuse um, in general. Um, toilet to tap, I think, cheapens the, what we're trying to accomplish here in Florida, um, regardless of your feelings of whichever political party is in office. But the reality is, is that we are moving in a certain direction. Um, and so I hear the word toilet to tap. And so I started doing some research because last year – all right. Um, so anyways, we are um, – so at – from a Tallahassee perspective, there was SB, Senate Bill 64, which was passed last year. And I want everybody to understand this, too, that in the state of Florida, we are working, working, and two was some of the impetus for that, but it's something we've been working on um, for years, and even my time in the legislature, I've always been kind of, and had these discussions with other folks about the idea of, you know, we're just parsing too much of it out, meaning that it's like a little hodgepodge. Each city gets to do their own little thing. But there's not a truly what I think we need, which is a one Florida policy, water policy, 
um, because waters are one of our most precious resources, not just here, you know, everywhere else, but especially here in Florida. Um, anyway, so you got a lot of candidates going around talking about tilted tap. And so I did some research this past week to refresh my memory a little bit because I'm getting older, yeah. I'm a little senile. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, so what's, the, what's going on with the, with the bill and so forth? And so I think one of the things the county chair is focusing in on a little bit is um, a section when it, when it, uh, the bill that talks about residential, you know, gray water use and so forth. And they talk about reuse and so forth. And my understanding is, at, from the conversations I was having, is the idea behind that is there is some technology. The idea is to incentivize folks and in how we use water in our homes and then what gets discharged. And then he talked about a mandate. So I want to clear that up real quick first. The mandate. There's not a mandate that talks about we're going to go toilet to tap from 2028, 2030, whatever it is, right? Uh, right. That's, there's no mandate. What it is is just there's a, there is a mandate, however, that says for a lot of these coastal cities, you can no longer discharge out into the ocean waters, which right. is a good thing. Mm -hmm. I think it's a good thing. Definitely. Absolutely. Um, so stop that. And then uh, that's the only mandate. Now, the other piece on this whole toilet to tap nonsense, so without promoting the company that's actually doing this, there is a technology that allows for water to come into your home. Because right now, the way water works is it comes into your home. And, Doc, anytime you want to correct me on something, please. By all you're means, good so far. You're yeah, expert. you're right on. Water comes into your home, potable water comes into your home, and, but it goes everywhere. It's your toilet, it's your shower, your sink, whatever it is you're doing, right? And I always say, how often do we sh you know, flush our toilets? Maybe it's just a little piece of you know, napkin we put in there or the toilet tissue, whatever, and then we flush it. And there's two gallons of water gone, just like the potable water, gone just like that. Right. So what this technology does is, and what we're trying to incentivize at the state level is not just this technology, but other technologies as well, um, which says, hey, look, your potable water comes into your home, comes into your, you know, your tap water, your regular you know, sink, or, you know, for cleaning your dishes, you're taking a shower, whatever it is, right? That water then gets that, quote-unquote, wastewater. Gray water. goes to a, uh, a kind of a, a tank system, so mm -hmm. to speak, that's maybe in your garage or somewhere, cleans that water up just enough to go ahead and then sends it to your toilet. Right. That's what you're flushing is that excess water, no longer potable water for drinking uh, in that sense, but water that's waste from your home going to your toilet that's clean enough, and then gets sent out um, to your utilities and so forth and so on. And the hope and the idea is that that water then, they'll clean it up, and then they we can always reuse that for, you know, irrigation and so forth, and then all that leaches into the aquifer because, God bless Florida, we have a natural system that cleans the water. Um, the whole idea, is obviously, is protect the aquifer. We have more development coming to Florida, whether, you know, whether some folks like it or not. It's happening, um, and, you know, I'm not going to try to, you know, I'm not going to try to sit here and say, oh, you know, I look, in the utopian world, I lo you know, love it if we just could keep things just the way they are. But that's not just here in Florida. It's everywhere. We're growing as a, as a population. It's going to happen. And you know what, Eric? Yeah. With that being said, the, the concept of gray water has been around for a very long time. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. Right. I mean, there are, there are people in other there are, there are people in other nations and other states and other counties even that have that have this technology built into their houses. Yeah. And exactly. And that, I think the part of the yeah. issue is that we're lazy as fuck you know what i mean as far as innovation goes because there are nations that are so water restricted right water deprived that this has become a part of their day-to-day -day living because the reality is is that they have to it's a necessity yeah. and i think that we're not at that point yet the majority of america is not at the point where they understand that this is a necessity with our resources so i think that that's uh that's some of the thing you know and and as a um, we should be a leader 
That's, that's right. I mean, certainly in the Western states, you know, the, the more arid states, mm-hmm. this is the norm. Um, they're, they're doing this out West all the time. And, and people are just used to it, you know, yeah. and, and actually it's all about scale. It's about time scale, spatial scale. It's, it's in, in Las Vegas, you know, desert city with over 5 million people, you know, they're sending their toilet water out to Lake Mead. They mix it in with whatever's left in Lake Mead. And then they, and then they pull it back up to the city and use it again. And so, I mean, obviously it's treated before they send it out to the lake, but, but you know, this is, this is becoming the norm. And I, and I was going to bring up a couple of things like, let's talk about septic tanks. So you have your septic leach field, Mm -hmm. right? You know, it's going out into the yard. All that stuff is filtering down through the sand and the limestone or whatever your substrate is. And then eventually it recharges the aquifer, which is where your well is. So, so every single house that's on septic is already drinking toilet to tap. Now I will, so I want to, I'll stop you right there. Okay. Don't mind. Because obviously there's a lot of arguments being made about the whole idea of septic tanks and we're in Florida, we have a natural system and so forth and so on. And even folks within my own party, and, and there's some even, there's, I have a friend of mine who used to do um, some uh, groundwater stuff testing, and he's, he's more of a, he's, I consider him an MPA, so what he's registered as. So he's not by no means a Republican, but he's just, you know, but he's told me. Uh, and I've had some disagreements with him on this a little bit, and he's like, hey, we're good to go. Here's what I'll, I tell folks that willing to listen to me a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe where I defer with some of my, in, within my party. You know, listen. If we didn't have the amount of people moving down here to Florida, I would say, hey, with all the technologies that are coming with the, with the, with the septic systems, okay, fine. Right. But the problem is that you cannot have the amount of people you're moving down here to Florida, right, all being put on septic and not thinking for a moment that that's not going to impact the aquifer at some point in time. It's a matter of just it's scale and volume. I mean, it's just crazy. We already see at Gemini Springs. They've yeah. got pharmaceuticals and personal care products that we can detect in the water at Gemini Springs. That's why you don't swim in it anymore. And listen, and yeah. folks, listen, when we're talking, I mean, Eric and I are schmucks. I mean, we're smart schmucks, <laughs> right? But we're schmucks. We're talking here to Dr. Anderson, has a Ph.D., professor at Stetson. Been around the block, right, as far as this goes. Been a leader... Uh, in our community, and we need to listen to the science. So, so let's talk about let's scale up. Mm-hmm. Let's scale up now. Let's talk about the city. The city of Daytona Beach mm-hmm. is is treating their wastewater and they're sending it out waste you know wastewater effluent treated wastewater effluent out to Bennett Swamp mm-hmm. in Tiger Bay State Forest, right? And they are rehydrating that swamp, which is a great thing for the wetland. But they're also doing it to recharge the aquifer, yeah. which is a good thing. And then, of course, they have their well water for their city water supply on Rainbow Ridge Road, which is right next to Bennett Swamp. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so is that not toilet to tap? Where you're you're basically taking your reclaimed water and you're storing it in the ground inst- instead of in a cistern somewhere, and then you're pulling it right back into the city, treating it again at the at the water treatment facility. So what's the difference? And so so the real question becomes whether we're talking about a septic system or we're talking about a city scale, you know, state forest scale setup, can a machine, can technology duplicate what nature does? And is it possible that the technology can actually clean the water better mm-hmm. than nature does? We know that sand and, and everything doesn't actually, I mean, it filters it some, but it doesn't necessarily filter out those forever chemicals or pharmaceuticals or things that people are worried about. Um, has anybody tested for those chemicals coming out of the groundwater? So it's funny. We were ha- so we're having this conversation, and I talked to an environmental engineer this uh, this week, who's a friend of mine and works with my boss, which I will leave uh, nameless for right now. 
Um, and I talked to him this week about. We love something. your boss, though. I know, I know, but I know. I I told him I wouldn't do that to him. Okay. Um, people can figure it out on their own if they yeah. want to, whatever. Gotcha. But okay. I just, I'd rather not. But however, I talked to an environmental engineer this week, and we started talking about some of these things because I wanted to get his opinion. I wanted to talk to a lobbyist friend of mine up um uh, up in Tallahassee who represents um some builders and developers, and just I want to get a kind of a cross section. So I want to understand this, like. I don't know what Ms. Anderson, Dr. Anderson's politics are. I've heard some stories already, and it is, and it's, it is what it is, and it's fine. If she, you know, she and I may not agree on certain aspects of our own personal politics, but for me, it's about trying to find out where is that middle ground and where's the truth, right? right. So, you know, we talked about this, and so I want everybody to understand. First of all, number one, out there, if you are out there flushing your friggin' you know meds in the friggin' toilet, do me. You're a momo. You know, that's one of my isms. You're a momo. I'm sorry. Stop doing that because it's coming up already. Uh, I've talked to folks at DEP and they're telling me these things are coming up in our in the fish, whether it be freshwater or whatever ocean. It's happening already. You're have your children it, growing, but it, but it's also because yeah. we pee them out. You yeah. know, we put them in our bodies, we pee them out, and it does it does go down the toilet. And and that's that's legitimate. Yeah. But I also, me personally, Doc, and you could disagree, but I think a lot of that probably comes from just us being careless and flushing a lot of this stuff mm-hmm. down, like what we pee out. I don't know what that impact is. I mean, obviously, it's 20 million Floridians all peeling at one time, maybe. But I just think the meds are a big part of it because we know for a fact that the that the, the plants that we have out there are not – they can't treat the stuff. That's right. Um, but also – and that's just some of the things I want folks to understand. But I, I had this conversation with an engineer, and he just, we had all these conversations about this. And the reality is this, is that we in Florida need to figure out a way moving forward on how to protect our waters. And the technology – we are there with some. We are not there with others. So on this issue of toilet to tap, I talked to someone who said, hey, Eric, they're working on some technologies for down the road, but we are not there 100%, and the cost is just way too high. So in the meantime, what can we do? We can do, like what I talked about earlier, that other technology that comes into the home, and then you're basically using the waste from your internal home system, and then that goes out. We're doing this already on cruise ships. That's right. Navy, Doc, you can, Navy can ships. Can you agree with me on that one? Thank you. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. And I don't know if see people break massive breakouts of E. coli from people, you know, drinking right. their own no, pee no. and shit We're, and whatever I mean, else they're doing the, out there. The technology so. is very well developed. You know, I, I, I'm not, you know, to me, I think this debate is going on, you know, over on your side of the aisle and, you know, whatever. You guys can, you know, fight it out, whatever. But, you know, I, I'm a scientist. I, yeah. I have my politics, but my science is my science. And, and I don't really care what the politics are on it. I, I just think that it's it's the TTT, the toilet to tap, alliteration. It's, you know, it's a clever campaign slogan. Mm-hmm. Slogan. It was originally an environmental campaign, not a political campaign. Yeah. And it really was intended to sort of, it is it is a fear-mongering campaign. It is. Fear porn. That it is. It is. Porn. I get what they're doing. But, it. I mean, I understand. Yeah, it, sure. It, it, but, it evokes emotion. I get it. it. It should be driving us yes. to conserve. You know, let's let's change subjects. Let's let's say, okay, solar. Everybody should be using solar. Okay, well, solar is expensive. Mm-hmm. The first thing you can do is conserve. Just turn off your lights when you leave a room or have, you know, better energy efficiency. We If we conserve water, if we stop putting potable water on our grass mm-hmm. and using potable water for, like you say, all the things like flushing toilets i mean there are people in the yeah in the rest of the nation and the rest of the world who would kill to drink out of our toilets given the and take that that is a true statement uh, given what some of the uh, water issues are in developing countries true fact right, right. i heard yeah. that your toilet water technically is actually and look if you don't like it and tough shit don't listen to it but i heard true fact i think anyways 
that your toilet water is actually better, uh, better and more safe to drink than actually bottled water a lot of times. It could be depending on how often you clean your toilet, yeah. but. Um. But I'm trying to I'm trying to I'm trying to stress a point here. I guess. Right, maybe, right. Okay, maybe use a little a little bit of hyperbole, but I'm just trying to stress a point here. You know what? The important thing here is to remember is that um, sitting here, three different people, right? Mm. Uh, but we are all of the same persuasion, and I think as most of America is, is that water is fucking important. Yeah, it is. You know it what is. I mean? And it needs to be at the top of our conservation efforts, mm. right? Um, it needs to be at top of the things that we consider talking about. It needs to be the top of developer concerns, yeah. especially here in Florida. And I've said this not even as a tagline, but certainly it is my belief that it should be prohibitively expensive to live in Florida. I know you said that. And, and I, I say that. I on that, but and, I hear and you. Listen, but what I mean by that is that Florida is unique that we are covered by coast, right, on the majority of our state, okay? And we are... Uh, taxpayers who are given the serious stewardship of of what that entails, yeah. of the coastal waters, of our springs, of our lakes. We have so many bodies. We have fresh water. We have salt water. We have things to worry about that is unique to our state. Well, not just our state, but what I'm saying is salt water intrusion on both sides. Oh, yeah. We have, Absolutely. When we talk, exactly. It's a real right. thing. So it should be at the top of our list when we talk about development we, you know, developers should be thinking about what innovative design are you bringing here? And I think that a lot of developer builder is fatigued from building the same cookie cutter shit that time after time, no innovation. I mean, part of our comp plan in Deltona talks about that we support development, right, in innovative and new uh, and, and green development in Deltona, and we just need to do a better job in the state of Florida doing that. Right, and that's one of the things I've pushed. You know, whether we're talking about technologies within the home or the way that we're landscaping or designing sites or designing entire communities is how can we, like, I'm, I've never tried to stop a development. Yeah. Um, I'm just, I, I just really want the developers to do exactly what Dana just said, so which I'll, is. I want to announce this really quick. I, I, I can't give too many details on it, but there's a conversation. It. I know. At some point in time, I will, though. Okay. So I want to first start off by saying, number one, I'm a Republican. I'm a proud Republican. I got solar panels on my fucking roof. <laughs> I love it. Let me tell you, I'm loving it right now. And when I was replacing my fence, instead of going plastic, PVC, which I have no problem with. If that's what you want to do, by all means, go right ahead. I could care less. You know, what you do on your properties is your business. Um, but what I started doing was, and this is where you're gonna, I know you're going to love me, Dana. I started putting viburnum all the way around between me and my neighbors. I, so I have a little bit of privacy, but more importantly, because that was just my way of saying, you know, what can I do personally? And that's, so for me, you and I talked about this, about personal responsibility. I believe if every homeowner or, you know, or any, anybody who's listening, if you take the time to do your own personal responsibility, whether it be conservation, I don't, you know, conservation is important. It's not, it's, I'll say this on conservation because I know there are many people who go back and forth and, oh, the changing the light bulbs and all this other stuff. Look, I will tell you that it's not the end all be all. And I know there are some folks on the other side of the aisle and there's some liberals going, oh, we got to do all this conservation. And I, it, look, that only gets us so far. But I think it's a tool in the toolbox. It is. With it the is. technology. And right. what I'll get to that, uh, I'm going to talk about that right now. I want you to know, Dana, this past week, this whole thing that's been going on, I've had a number of conversations. Um, I'm, I've been trying to help out from my position, as you know, um, and trying to get this conversation going where there are developers um, here in Volusia who are looking at some of these technologies, um, and we're going to try to create a path forward. I think there's, um, you know, I don't know what the, all the incentives are. 
Um, and I, can't, I don't want to talk to that 100% because I don't want to put my foot in my mouth. But uh, what I'll tell you is that there are developers having conversations on what do we do about all that portable water that's being wasted and how do right, we conserve right. that. So that is go- that's, those are conversations that are started. As people are just going, oh, wait a minute. We can do that. We can use that. Yes, developers, you can use it. It's out there. You may not realize it, but it's out there. So some of that's happening already. And, and having right. that conversation, you know, and, and, and what I would encourage is I know that there are really active people in city government that are on this, not as much as I would like, but okay, um, it's a start. Mm-hmm. At the county level also, we yeah. must at the county level. And then you guys at the state. Yeah. You know, um, we do a lot of divisive things, but we're sitting here talking about uh, through three, three people talking about um, being in the middle, mm-hmm. what we can all do that's not going to be infringing upon somebody's rights and taking these little steps. Yeah. First part of that is having the actual conversation and yeah. understanding people do want this. You right. know, people that live in our community want this. And we want good information. And um, I think it should be discouraged to use serious platforms like this as simply um, political theater or yeah. a political tool because these are – um, you know, there should be some stuff off limits. You know, taking the case of somebody that uh, is really famous, understanding the lifestyle, but should be off limits when the paparazzi talks about their children. I mean, there should be implied understanding about what is important. And this is one of the things where if you're using this for a political platform, um, what you're doing is doing a disservice to your grandchildren. And yeah. that, that needs to be said conversations need to be had had sitting around at round tables within our government and 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 finding out where that can Well that was the whole is. purpose That's of right. this show is that you and I and I apologize doc I yeah. just the whole, the whole purpose of this show was I wanted people to feel when Dana approached me about this and we talked about it in last week's podcast the idea was you know that you could pop in anytime listen to me and Dana and it's just it, it's it's a conversation and the right. whole idea is to have the conversation to get people to have conversations on some of these topics you may not always agree, which is fine, but we need to have these conversations. But I want you to talk about it because yeah. the more we talk about it, the better off we I are. I think it's brilliant. I love what you guys are trying to I accomplish here. That. And I and I I often I mean, despite what the political ads might be saying lately, um, I tend to find myself in the middle. I mean, I've got everybody in my family is a Republican. Half of my friends are Republicans. Um, I I tend to vote the other way, but not always. And yeah. and uh, it doesn't really matter. I mean, I. Water is a is a is a nonpartisan, bipartisan, nonpolitical issue. We all have to to do our part, but but you're right. I mean, so if we're if we're using this to fight development, we don't want any more development. These are the anti-development candidates, whatever. Um, that's not that's not the right answer, you yeah. know. And and I'm just going to say, you know, with apologies to you know the people who are using that language, you know, who some of some of whom may be my friends. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and they're on the other side of the political yeah. aisle for me, yeah. right? But, um, but I just I've I've been I've been cringing every time I've heard them use toilet to tap for this very reason yeah. that you've said. Well, I'm with and, you, Doc. I, I don't yeah. like it either. And yeah. this is where you and I can come to an agreement. Absolutely. It's bad choice of words. It fear mongers. And then what it what it doesn't allow us to do is have the real conversation yep. on what's actually what's right. actually happening out there, uh, what's real. And what's not like right. this whole thing, this nonsense about, oh, they're going to mandate us to toilet to tap. I t-. No, that is a complete myth and lie. Stop talking like that and get to the facts. Please read the damn bill. And, and the thing about <laughs> it is, too, is that we are sitting here again from um, different um, political philosophies all saying the same thing. Because right. These are reasonable yeah. people with nothing to win, lose or gain. We're simply trying to pass on information. And 
And, and I know that some stuff was, you know, printed about you, Dr. Anderson, but I also know that some people scorched the earth on your behalf. Well, because most th- of, thanks, know, thanks most for getting people, my back. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, most people in this community understand and appreciate your work and know right. that you work for everybody. You don't just work for a party. You've been doing this. You've committed your life for this. Mm-hmm. You're an intelligent woman. Um, and have committed your life to the science behind bringing us a better future, and it's really appreciated. Well, thanks. I appreciate it. And uh, happy to talk about it anytime. I don't want to take I'll over probably, your whole show you know, or anything. We'll but maybe we'll get yeah. some commentary because I'm here, right, as a Republican going, Ark, you know, she's a liberal. I saw that. I saw the attack yeah. piece. It is what it is. I'm not going to comment on it too much because it just yeah. Yeah. You, They yeah. did use a good picture of me anyway. Yeah, so well, it's, yeah, it's thanks true. for that, you guys. I looked that's at true. it really quick, and I was just yeah. kind of like, you know, I saw it in my house. It was two pieces that came out, but you were on, on one of them. And I saw it and was like, oh, you know, it's, it's primary season. You can tell. Yeah, right, um, right. It is what it is. It's part of the politics of it all. But I'm a firm believer in regardless of what your politics may be, I'd rather sit there and talk to you about it first. Yep. You know what I mean? Because especially now, if you're not a type of person that's out there all the time, like we, I, trust me, there's plenty of liberals out there all the time, like AOC and others who I just completely disagree with. But Where's Beto? And she puts her, yeah. And my, Where's Beto? Oh, my Beto? Hang on. <laughs> So as I showed everybody last week, this is my Beto Wilson ball because I'm not a big fan of his, and Dana knows that. And so I'm going to keep him around for a little while because Dana was a little worried that I was talking too much about, like, ladies. And she was like, oh, you got, like, your closet. What is the word, the word you use against me? Misogynist or whatever yeah, the hell? closet misogynist. Yeah, like, and I was like, no, man, that's not me. I got I got a wife I love. I got a daughter. She's my baby girl. Like, what do you I just don't agree with But I didn't say that. I didn't say you were searching for something. I'm like, did you mean Anyways, like closet massages? No, you, you have, I, listen, I'm going to tell you something. You have strong women in your life. I do. I, I mean, the doctor. You know that. Yeah, oh, my God. I know. <laughs> the doctor. And you're my friend. There's yeah. another one. So, I, so <laughs> I am. But the point is, is that I don't know Dr. Anderson, um, but I, I appreciate just having that conversation yeah. on this issue here. And, Doc, we'd love to have you back on some other sure. issues. I'm coming up when it comes to the environment. Um, you know, there may be other opportunities where maybe we disagree and we try to figure out a way to come to some sort of agreement if we can. But as I told people before, the idea is come to an understanding. Yep. Stop the nonsense and the bullshit about like, oh, we're going to just start throwing barbs at each other. It's, it's time for that. It's, just, it's over. We need to have conversations on some of these things. And so, um, and hopefully we can do it in a fun way too. So, Well, I guess, you know, the last thing I would say in terms of policy, you know, if, you've, if you yeah. find yourself, you know, working on policy again this year, um, <clears throat> You know, if if it's all about the consumptive use permits, if it's all about playing the game to try to, you know, squeeze out a little bit more wiggle room in a CUP mm-hmm. so you can squeeze in a few yeah. more houses or whatever, that's not the game we want to play. I mean, we do really want to have a, a larger conversation than that. We don't want cities saying, oh, yeah, we can approve this new development of 500 more houses because we can we can just put some of that water back in the ground. It needs to It needs to not be a numbers game like that. We need to just move towards the technologies that work, that make sense, that – that help us protect the natural resources we have. So, yeah, I work feel, on that when you're so, up no, in Tallahassee. So, we, so what I'll tell you is that obviously there's a certain level of local control, um, obviously, you know, between counties and cities and how they, you know, administer some of that stuff. But I will tell you. At the and state, we'd like to thank the state of Florida, Tallahassee, for actually letting us use some of the home rule shit. That you know. Were, oh, yeah, listen, yeah. I'll we'll tell you, Dana, you and I talked about this before. I'm not always the biggest fan. And I was, you know, and so Dana, just so you know, Doc, I still work in the legislature, so I always have to be a little careful how far I push it. Um, but anyways, uh, what I will say is that, uh, you know, listen, some of this shit is crackpot crazy nonsense that some cities do. And so some of it needs to be reined in. But I do have concerns, general concerns, um, that I don't want – I want to ensure that we're not losing that local control. And I agree with you, Dana, on that. And I did, so it's mindful, and I have conversations with my boss and others as well 
on some of these issues. So I want you to know I am being mindful, not just because you're my friend, you tell me and you shot in my ear about it. Stop with the fucking, you know, I, I, I get all that. Um, but I, what I'll say is really quick on this last point here. I feel very good and proud because our next speaker of the house, um, Paul Renner, is um, definitely wants to do a lot on this issue of water, the environment, and so forth and so on. It, it's going to be a central point to his platform as a speakership. Um, that I know for now. Once again, it's a situation where maybe not everybody agrees. On, uh, they don't agree on all the aspects, um, but definitely it, it's he's taking a much more holistic approach on. What are we doing in Florida? We need to get our shit together. We need to get it tra- uh, straight and right. And I think he's working towards that. So I'm very hopeful for, for our next speaker. I'm a big fan of his. So And and you hear that, Dr. Anderson, right? You're getting to understand. Well, so Right. We'll hold you to it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I know. Well, I know. Yeah, trust me. I, all the soil <laughs> water conservation folks and all the, everybody and all these different boards, they're like, oh, what are you guys doing? You know, and I will say this, though. There are – so regardless of what you see on TV sometimes – the vast majority of what we do in Tallahassee, there is a lot There is a lot of agreement on some of these issues. There's, there's a little bit of maneuvering that happens behind the scenes to get to that point, but there is a lot of that. Um, and what I'll tell you is that we are trying to find ways. I mean, look, if you're a radical and you know, forget about it, but we are trying to find ways to work with you know, the Nature Conservancy and other groups as well to get to a better place. Um, and so my boss, who's an ag person, um, he's trying to find ways, you know, how do we, I mean, he's very big on trying to get consensus it may not always work and some people are just too radical for him but as an ag guy and look and someone who's raised in florida most of his life um enjoys the outdoors he wants to see you know florida remain a certain way for a long long time and for his kids and grandkids and so forth so he's in it that's and i dana i've told you before you know that's a focal point for him too moving forward is uh is how do we get the ag community involved in all this which they have been doing but more importantly for him it's how do we maintain florida's beauty for generations yep. to come knowing right, that right. we got development hey, you know who's good at that right. i'm gonna say something nice about a republican before oh. i get to my list here whoa, whoa, whoa. all right go ahead you know who i like i admire who? who's a who's masterful who's i, I think i know but go you, ahead who you mention his name again N- go ahead who do you think is, sam? is sam no, no. okay who, he's okay. always the first right, place right, right, okay? Right, right, right. okay do you hear that yeah. Sam Garrison. Yeah, I know. That representative. She's fangirling over, fangirling over Sam over Garrison. <laughs> we'll go into that later. But um, I really admire the work of Lee Constantine. Okay. I really do. Um, you know, say what you will. I, I like the concepts behind our conservation people. Um, I love what we're doing with ECHO. I love what we're doing. Um, 76% Volusia County said that that uh, preserving land is important to them, 76%. When that came up in 20, I think the whole voting for the ECHO stuff. That's right. Yeah, I, I voted for it because I think it's yeah. important. You know, I, whatever. I mean, it's it's important. We right. just got to figure out how to manage it. The program needs to be run, you know, like a tight ship. It does. It's our taxpayer dollars. So, I mean, yeah. we have to run it well, but it's it's a great program when it's, when it's being run well. Mm-hmm. Dr. Anderson, do you have any yeah. um, wisdom uh, departing wisdom here as we finish up this segment on toilet to Right. Cap. Yeah. I mean, I guess I would just say I, I wish we were having a conversation about water across the county that was more like this. That like, what can we all do to conserve water? Every single one of us, every single entity, every neighborhood. I wish we could. I wish we could talk about it like this. And and right, stop with the stop with the politicizing and and the fear mongering and the yep. toilet to tap. You know, I just I, I don't like. The phrase, I wish we could just talk about water cycles. It does. How clean does it need to be? How yeah. how much dilution do we need for the for the pollution before mm-hmm. we can drink it again? And 
And so, yeah, I, I like the conversation. We need to all have it on our minds and, and be and be moving in this, you know, rowing in the same direction, so to speak, regardless yeah. of, of who we might vote for for president. So score, yeah. score one for the Smoking Truth podcast for us coming together on this and having a, a legit conversation where obviously we all kind of come to an agreement on, on this issue here. And obviously Dr. Ennis and I come to an agreement on the fact that I hate toilet to tap. It's I'm, I'm going to stay quiet on that. I got it. I got it. Cool. Thanks, you guys. It was good to see Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Anderson. Thanks, Dr. Anderson. Enjoy appreciate the rest it. of your Yesterday. time. We appreciate it. And All right. uh, we'll be seeing you soon. Yep. <clears throat> as we continue on, as thank you so much, Dr. Anderson, for joining us today. Um, we're going to talk about, uh, as we like to do. Well, can I hang on a second? Because I know I'm keeping an eye on time as well, too. But yeah, yeah. I just want thank you very much for I, you and I kind of talked about it. Does it come towards the end of the show, the beginning of the show? Yeah. So I'm glad that we kind of got that out of the way. I appreciate that, Dana. And uh, like I said, it, it's a conversation that's definitely needed. So I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I want to talk about, uh, hey, what else is smoking this week, brother? What else is smoking? Yeah, what's smoking this week? Uh, elections. I yeah. mean, in general. I, I don't mean, want to talk about that. Right. I'm traumatized. Are you? Yeah, I am. I'm not even up for re-election, but I'm traumatized by it. Yeah, it's getting. I think that it brings out the worst in people. It's getting crazy. Yeah, uh, you know, it is primary season, so it's it, primary season is always the worst of it. I think general, well, it is, but just because there's so many people involved, everybody's running for certain seats, and you got multiple candidates. And then after that, you get that like one or two week kind of like, <sighs> yeah, you know, and then it's like okay, and then you get back into the whole damn thing, and, and then you move into general election season. But you know, I don't know. You tell me what's uh, what's on my little mind. Yeah, what's on your mind? I got a couple because things. I'm gonna I'm just gonna feed off of you right now. That's it. So you you do your thing. Girl. I got a couple things. So uh my new heroes this week is Women Against Matt Gates. <laughs> they got a little group going over in Tallahassee. Uh, or not in Tallahassee, I'm sorry, over in the panhandle. Oh. Over in the I panhandle. I saw something, yes. You saw the pink bridge? I didn't see the pink bridge, but I saw graffiti I saw something. Bridge. There's that, yeah. a bridge over there, right? Uh graffiti usually all over the bridge. They took that bridge, they painted it pink, okay? Nice little caricature of God our bless, friend God Matt. Bless Florida. Listen, you can do what it, you can be who you want to be in Florida. Okay, twelve thousand, twelve thousand members already. Boom, twelve thousand uh, members. That's uh, listen to your listen to the whole penny thing, right? I mean, look, people in the state of Florida are just trying to figure out ways to get people's attention, and you know, rightfully or wrongfully, whatever it is you want to call it, but they're trying to get people's attention to certain uh, important issues, and that these. You know, ladies feel that strongly. You know about Matt. Then you know, my hats off to them for doing the using the political protest. You know, process. As long as it's you know, as long as it's all kept kosher, meaning that you know, fucking people are not going batshit crazy out there. That's fine. But if they're doing it in a way that you know, look, is emblematic of who we're supposed to be as Americans when it comes to protests and all this nonsense, violence shit. Hey, do what you got to do. I'm all for it. You know, I know some people may not like it, but. That's part of the process, man. You're such a fucking smooth politician. I love nah, you. Get out of here. <laughs> you know, another thing that has been um, hot and heavy on my mind this week um, has been, uh, I, I did you see that um, that Andrew Warren has filed lawsuit and a couple of others have joined him? That I've been keeping tabs on that a little bit. Yeah. And, um, you know, so you and I conversated very quickly on this, on the issue of, you know, the governor, you know, trying to remove him from office. And what I've what I'll say is on that, um, go ahead. I'm sorry, Dana. Um, look, you're right. He is elected by the people, um, but he also has a duty. And I, as you know, Dana, it is well within the purview of any governor 
um, to uh, you know remove an elected official if you know if it comes down to it. I don't know all the details on you know where a governor can can and can't do it 100%. Obviously, if it's something that they did completely illegal, it's a different story. But obviously, that's a no-brainer. Um, but you know, look, the governor feels strongly about this, and as I told you before, you know, I'm a big supporter of the governor. Um, he feels strongly about it, and you know, I always say this when you're what I'll just say in just in general terms. This is not specifically towards the governor because it's like you know, what I'll say is. When we go down this path, just always be careful. Um, you know, I, as I mentioned last week about you know President Trump, I always worry about the precedences that we're setting here. And I don't care if you're a Democrat or Republican. I don't care if you're Joe Biden or Donald Trump or Governor DeSantis or, you know, former Governor Andrew Cuomo or whoever that lady is up in New York right now, H- uh, Hochul. I'm sorry. I apologize. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. But uh, anyways, um, I, that, those are things I worry about a little bit. And so I hear you. Um, and look, the governor felt strongly about it that it needs to be removed, and maybe that's the path, but I, I w- there are consequences to no matter who the governor is and who's in office, there are consequences when you do things like that, and so we'll see how it plays out. I know you feel strongly about it, so. Well, I do in the fact that really trying to, um, really trying to understand here, um, I feel that, um, that Mr. Warren's free speech was, his First Amendment rights mm-hmm. were chilled, you know, because... To me, it feels like he was um, fired. First of all, he was fired, but yet people elected him, Mm. okay? Second of all, that um, basically what the governor did was um, violated his First Amendment rights out of a retaliatory stance. He didn't like something that he said. Now, it wasn't something that he did, okay? There's no cases where he has violated any of the governor's mandates. Well, I think it was, I think this is more than what he said. I think there was a general sense and feeling. That, well, uh, yes, okay, so. I, so can I, I just start memory. now? Let me ask you this. Yeah. Can I fucking start now asking for people to be fired in Tallahassee that I feel aren't going to do their fucking job instead of what they actually don't do? Can I do that? Can I start doing that here? You're the big one that talks about, oh, what they did to fucking President Trump. But here we are here now, and we have somebody that was fucking fired or not something they did, yeah, no, well, but he wasn't towing the governor's governor fucking day, rhetoric. When you governor one day, I guess you know, you'll, you'll have that ability to do so. I'll just say that. Abuse power? I don't know if I want to be well, in that position. Well, you know, look, some are out there calling it abuse of power and so forth. Once again, the governor has discretion over some of these things. And what I'll just say is that if he felt strongly that a public official was going to basically come out and say, hey, I'm, you know, in essence, right, I'm, I'm going to paraphrase here, I'm, you know, I'm not going to do this, and I don't have time for this, this, that, and the other. Well, wait a minute. You know, that you're, and there is a thing called prosecut- prosecutorial discretion, and I do acknowledge that, and I want everybody to hear that. It just, it's, it's a real thing. Um, but when you, it, it goes back to that point last week when I told you, you know, uh, about the, it's Mitch McConnell, that's who it was, the guy with the no lips. Uh, oh, the, yeah. yeah, anyways, they can't move his lips, whatever. And when I told you that he called out President Obama, you like, we're going to go after him, right? When what you publicly start talking like that, you're sending a clear, strong message. And so when uh, this prosecutor, state attorneys out there are saying something like that very publicly, very strongly, that's basically throwing up a middle finger to the governor saying, hey, I'm not doing that shit, you know, and so forth and so on. And if the governor feels strongly about it, then he has the right to do that. If somebody doesn't like it, guess what? You can get Nikki Fried or Charlie Crist to be the next governor and either reinstate him or, or, or do whatever. But elections have consequences, folks. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. Um, again, my opinion that he violated somebody's First Amendment rights just for saying that they were going to do something. 
the the governor, mm-hmm. federal federal judge, has just blocked part of his fucking anti woke shit. I like, saw that. Oh my I... god, the the at least the employment part. He fucking likes telling people what to do. That's the way he. Remember when we were talking about you and I were talking about the Old Testament and the New Testament, the difference between Republicans sure, yeah. and Democrats, and the fact that yeah. he's so fucking authoritarian and he doesn't make room for being wrong. He doesn't. He does not. He doesn't make room. He is authoritarian, and you know, just, he just like everybody else. He doesn't understand that his fucking opinions are subjective based on how fucking authoritarian that he is. I, I will. He remind you know who he reminds me of really with all that shit. He reminds me of the the whole fucking town in Footloose. Don't you fucking dance? Don't you do this? That's him. That's him. I'm just saying. I will say that yes, he has a ver- the governor has very strongly held opinions, which is he's, he's entitled to, and obviously he's the governor. He was elected. And I just tell folks, look, if you don't like it. Then you can vote him out. I, on one hand, I will be voting for the governor. And what I'll just say is, on that bill that came up this past year, the Stop Woke Act, you know. What the fuck pri- does that, can you tell me. privately. I need you to tell me as, first of all, I need you to tell me as a Republican, mm-hmm. okay, you, mm-hmm. as a Republican, tell me what the fuck being woke means to you. What does that mean? Because let me tell you why I ask, Okay. I took my grandsons this summer up to Six Flags. Have a little roller coaster, eat some bad food, right? Next to Six Flags, we went over and we went to the fucking Georgia Aquarium. Oh, my God. They had the sharks there. It was very cool. Yeah. I took them to the World of Coca-Cola. Okay. Very cool. That whole complex there. Yep. I took them into the Civil and Human Rights Museum. Okay? My grandkids were so impacted by that. Good. And I asked them, what does this mean to you? And they did this whole thing that they were uh, ashamed of our history, you know. This is without, I don't do politics with my grandkids. I want them to be grandkids as long as possible. But they have a fucking sense of what's right and what's wrong. And even if at 12 years old, they're telling me that they believe that we got it wrong, okay? We got it wrong. And I posted this video of us talking about that, hoping the same thing that creates dialogue, right, and yeah. awareness. Somebody basically told me that I was a shitty grandparent for making my fucking kids feel guilty about the treatment of black people. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Well, so I, so listen, here's what I'll tell was you. Was I woke? Was I woke? So what I'll tell you is that I don't, so look, you, so look, what you do with your grandkids is up to you. Here's what my thing is. I don't feel... That someone needs to make me feel guilty about our nation's past because I'm white. That to me is complete horseshit. Do I think it was wrong? Is it something? Is that a black mark in our history, so to speak? Yeah, it is. I'm not going to deny that it was. It was wrong to do it, and you know, you know, those were the times, and you know, but it doesn't excuse it. It was. It was fucking wrong. It was. You know. So why can't we talk about it as a whole, being a generational thing instead of being a fucking color? Well, I think thing. what happens though, I think part of the problem is you got the you have a. And what I find most times is that it's usually, I find most times it's usually these white apologetic you know, liberals that do this. Because if you talk to, if you talk to an average like you know black person, or if you talk to an average Hispanic, they're like, "Hey, listen, man, I, that's stuff is out there. It's wrong. It's whatever." But so I don't why don't have time we talk about that. it being it's, a generational thing as opposed but, to why don't we shape that narrative there that it's a generational thing? My did my generation hold slaves? Fuck no. Did two generations of mine back? Absolutely, and I don't feel that I need to apologize for my great grandparents. You know, having 100%, yeah, I agree with you. Exactly. You shouldn't have to apologize for that. And I just and I don't and th- but there are factions of individuals 
that are that are looking at like, hey, you know, you should apologize. I mean, no, I'm not fucking apologizing for shit for what? I didn't do anything wrong. I mean, it, and I acknowledge the fact that it was wrong. But you whole- just said the most important thing. You acknowledge the fact that something yeah. was done wrong. I'm not asking you to fucking feel guilty, but I'm not. I am asking you to quit up as a whole. To quit fucking acting like it didn't happen. Because here's the thing. You know what I said before? I ask, um, I have uh, friends, I have black friends that I have to check my fucking pulse with. Because I don't know. Mm. I had a situation uh, not too long ago, something that happened with uh, law enforcement. And I asked my my black, I'm like, I got to come to you. Because I don't have the fucking privilege of being black in this situation. And I'm completely out of my fucking element here. What do you think about this? It's not, I'm not an apologist. There's shit that I simply don't understand. I will never understand what it's like to be black. I will never understand what it's like to live with black stigma or black history, right? Yeah. I'll never fucking understand that. The best that I can do is be authentic about it, right? And I hate the fucking fact that we war about that instead of, like, try to work really fucking hard to we, understand. We should be having conversations about... I don't think it should be, I don't necessarily believe it has to be a focal point, but I think having conversations in general about these things without having to yell at each other and all kinds yep. of, and bring up all kinds of stupid nonsense, I think is is, is BS. Um, I think we should have conversations. I, I'll be honest with you. I, and then some people, it, look, so for some people, it's very uncomfortable, right? Because if you grew up white in this country and, uh, you know, obviously, and, and all your friends are white, blah, blah, and you have very little interaction with anybody else outside of that, there is a level of discomfort that some folks would have. And I imagine maybe the same is for some who, you know, if you're black and you grew up in a predominantly black neighborhood and you have very little inter- interaction with, with white folks, maybe there's a certain level of, of, of uh, uncomfortability you may have in certain, which is fine. I get all that. But then we need to have those conversations that bridge the divide exactly. and bridge the gap. And what I'll say is, look, you know my wife. And so my oldest son, all right, um, it came, you know, ends up looking a lot like my wife. She's like his, you know, he's like her twin, right? Um, he's a person of color. So I don't know. What I teach my kids is always don't lead with certain things first. You're an American. This is who you are. I want you to go to school, get an education, so forth and so on, blah, blah, blah. And I've asked him. I said, son, you know, I'll never know because look at me. You know, I look, I got blonde hair, you know, green, blue eyes, and I look white. And, you know, you brown hair, you look like a you, whatever you want to call typical Hispanic. You look Hispanic, you're a person of color. And I go, um, you know, what are your thoughts on some of these things? He said, dad, let me tell you something. I never walk into a room worrying about my color or anything like that. I walk into my room as Tristan Raimundo, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to sell myself based on me and my actions, nothing else. You, Are there people out there that may do something? He said, yeah, but I ain't got time for that nonsense, Dad. And I go, yeah. okay. Your kid's generation is the generation that's gonna, that gets it and that's going to save us. I, I think many that, of them are trying to. I think yeah. some of them are getting a little crazy. I mean, like this whole thing, and I, you know, I'll kind of just, uh, if you want to finish up with this. I, what I, The whole thing with Woke is that, and this, all this cancel stuff is like, I remember one time, you know, a couple, about a month or two ago, Gina Carano, a big fan of hers, she put it something out there. And I think she was trying to invoke some some conversations on some stuff on just in general, right, on on shutting down people's voices and so forth. And I don't think I'm not a big believer in that. Listen, I don't want to shut down. You know, as much as I don't disagree, or as much as I disagree with some Democrats, I don't want to shut them down because I think we need that healthy debate. It's the only way we get to a level of understanding. And I and I hope. Um, you know, there's probably some Democrats who want to shut me down or, or shut others down. But I, my point is that I'm not a believer in canceling people's voices. I think all voices need to be heard. And if some of it is very offensive, then I'm, the way I look at it is, well, point that fucker out and then, hey, don't be like that guy or don't be like that lady. You know what I'm saying? And then move on from there. But don't try to silence them because you're just you're basically almost creating a martyr 
for the fact that you're destroying their, their potential for free speech. I don't agree with it. I may not like it. You know what I'm going to do? I'm moving on. I got more important things to worry exactly. about than nonsense talks. So. And I, you know what? And I agree with you on on that matter. And I, I think that the the key that we're talking about is the better understanding all the way around. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, there, I have an advantage being white that mm. never fucking leaves me. I have the disadvantage of being female, which never fucking leaves yeah. me. And if somebody wants to talk about, like, my privilege growing up, my white privilege growing up, I'm like, brother, you didn't see where the fuck I grew up. <laughs> well, I don't, like, I don't get into the whole white privilege thing because I'm not, a, I, like, I don't understand all that nonsense. Um, yeah, we but, don't, we but, don't but, understand But there is a reality it. that if I walk into a room, and I don't think, look, I think it's, it was definitely much more prevalent in years prior. I think it's become, it, I think it, it is becoming less and less prevalent. Um, but look, for some, it's still, it, it's great for a narrative piece, I believe, you know, I'm always a firm believer when you walk into a room with me, all I care about is your content. Yep. I'm not trying to judge. I mean, we are human beings. There's always a little bit of judgment factor. We, you know, we are who we are. But I, I'm for me, it's always about the content and the individual. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's kind of where I'm at. And I think most people should always do that. If you're trying to, you know, use another narrative, whether you're right or left, and you're trying to invoke some sort of like we talked about earlier. Using taglines to get a narrative going, that to me is complete. Fucking A. Yeah, I hate it. Um, I hate it because it means that there's no substance there. And, you yeah. know, I, I, listen, I cherish, I adore, I relish in social media. Um, but I think that what it has done uh, detrimentally to our society is that it has prevented us from sitting down at the fucking table and having yeah. to look at one another. People hurl shit out under the time. You know one of my fucking pet peeves? What? You want to know what one of my fucking pet peeves is, is on it? social media? Quit creating a fucking alternate identity. <laughs> okay? I can understand it for business. I can understand it for there's a, a DJ. There's a poor a schmuck DJ? somewhere in America and Florida going, oh, Dana, you're ruining my... Shut the... You're ruining me, Dana. Here. Here's the fucking thing, okay? Be fearless enough. If you're going to run your fucking gator... Sign your work. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Because that's what has happened. We've become so detached from the actual fucking human being mm-hmm. portion of it. I, I see that shit all the time. People, you know, lobbying controversial bombs, and it's not their real name, not their real profile. They get out there and lob shit. And If and you got to create a separate profile and start catfishing people, whatever that damn terminology is, or yeah. you got to start doing shit like that, let me tell you something. You're a momo. It, you're a fucking momo. You're a momo. Brother, that's, that's uncalled for. Be a, yeah. You see that? <laughs> We're consensus be honest, all over that. Be honest and out there and just yeah. tell people, hey, look, you know, this is how I feel. Yep. I'm okay with that. Yep. But don't be trying to hide behind something like that. that and that's what social media has done. Yep. We'll, one day we'll talk more about social media, but I'll just say that's what social media has done. It's allowed people to hide behind some sort of cover. Because I'm sitting there going, 90% of the time, you would not be doing this shit because I, you know, like I see some of these people and I think I know who they are. A lot of times when I see some of these yeah, things, you know who they I'm are. I'm going, dude, you're so, oh my God, you're such idiot. a, you're such a wuss. I was going to say the people, but I'm not going to go that far. You're such a wuss, man. Like, come on, dude. Yeah. You know, and I don't care if you're female or man, just, hey, call it out for what it is and, yeah. be, you know, own up to it. But if you can't do it, you got to hide behind some sort of like. Because you know what's going to happen? Yeah. This, this is what it's going to be like. It's going to be in the end of the game. Okay, you're going to meet face-to-face one day with your bullshit somebody. <laughs> and it's like the fucking fat chick, yeah. okay? I'm fucking fat. I can say that. So fucking don't write me about that shit. Be careful. You're going to get canceled on uh, that uh, one. <laughs> yes, man. I can say that. But 
luring somebody in with an ideal, lying about who you are, mm-hmm. right? Spreading shit, creating this vision of who, who you are. And then in the end, everything that you have said doesn't fucking matter because you're not really the person or you don't have the courage to be authentically who the fuck you are. 100%. I agree with you. Yeah. That it's, um, anyways, it's unfortunate, but we'll, we'll, we're going to do, actually, you know what? We're going to do a topic one day on just social media. And just, I think social media is yeah. probably, I think social media more than just us as Americans in general having just this discourse about whether we agree or disagree. Social media, I I'm gonna make a note we of it. We're gonna talk about social media because I think social media is, social is media. I think social media is gonna is gonna end up destroying our democracy and our beautiful republic. Um, because it just and we'll get into it another day. Yeah. I definitely yeah. want to talk yeah. about it. Yeah. yeah, forget about yeah. it. It needs another. It needs a whole baby of it. Yeah, it needs own. a whole other. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> and we do, and I think that we feel a lot of the same way yeah. about that. Um, I the you know the I think the last thing that I want to talk about today is um a very serious issue and. Um, within the last seven days, I've been contacted by three uh, different women, okay, right. and by another institution. Um, we really have a uh, housing shortage uh, for uh, shelter, okay, for abused women situation here. We have nowhere to put women who are pregnant right now. We have nowhere to put women that uh, are with child and um, we really need to get into that. I talked to uh, someone, I'm going to say, I'm just going to say an unnamed agency, mm-hmm. okay? And I'm doing that to protect them, not because I'm fucking scared. Yeah, no, no, I get it. No, it's okay. I, I get it. I talked to an agency, was working with an agency, and they said that the uh, Volusia County record on this is abysmal, mm-hmm. right, of where we have to put women. And, you know, we have, and, I, and I'm really not trying to be political in this statement, but it's going to be political in the fact that, we have a state that has now come out where we have a, a very uh, majority pro-life consensus, mm-hmm. okay, just by virtue of the governor that's in fucking office, um, a pro-life. However, with that being said, the life really ends for the child either way at that age because now we're forcing young women to have these children and not providing the support. And I read a report this week that stated that the states that were most against abortion were also the least funded for maternal benefits. Okay. I don't want us to create a system of, we already have one, who am I kidding, of welfare. Um, I know that it is, the system is there for what uh, it's used for. I believe that it's outdated. Um, It kills my Democratic co-parts when I talk about how much I hate welfare because Mm -hmm. I believe it becomes a systemic way of life for some. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And it's taken advantage of. Um, but I believe that there's not enough support there for those that really fucking need it as far as child care goes, as far as uh, benefits for the children, as far as feeding the children. Because now we've made a young woman that we've determined is not mature enough, right, okay. to have an abortion. We've made her have a child, and now what? And, and we have a big problem with so that. So I was reading up on, on that little tiny bit, but I don't want to get into all the details yeah, yeah. and weeds and all that. But what I, here's what I'll comment on that, because that may end up being probably – at least a 20-minute topic on another show on 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 that on the issue of without me getting into because I am no preacher, no reverend by no means on the issue of pro-life and what that means. I want to talk more, like you and I talked once before about it, on the, you know, the front end and the back end as well yeah. on some of these things. And so I will say that yes, we could always be doing more. I, I don't disagree with you. Um, how far we go is a different story, but I'll tell you we could always be doing more. I do know that there was a legislator, uh, Camille Brown, out of Orange County, who help shepherd in with uh, with our speaker, um, Speaker Sprouse, on trying to get more Medicaid funding um, for mothers, um, pregnant mothers and so forth. And so that way that so that way there is funding 
not just when you give, you know, when you take take the baby to term and have the baby, but also a few months after that. So we're working on things like that. Um, you know, but I, listen, I would agree that if we're going to move in a certain direction, you need to follow up with the funding um, on the back end as well. And I think that, and I'll acknowledge that. And so what I'll just tell you is, um, I think it's a conversation in front of the on another show. I know it's near and dear to your heart, and we've had conversations about that. And I've had conversations with some of my own friends who are, you know, vehemently pro-life. I've had conversations with my brother who's, you know, uh, has a certain, you know, uh, he has a faith in him. And I just, and we talked about it, and he's just, Eric, you know, there's solid points to bring up. And, and, and so forth. And it's just me, you know, when I talk to you, it's like having, playing a little bit devil's advocate. Well, what about this and what about this? It's not meant to be, it's not, I don't do it in such a way where, I'm trying to say, oh, you know, this is complete horseshit. We shouldn't have that conversation. No, this is about having that conversation about, like you talked about, what do we do when the babies are here, yep. right? And, and as much as I believe in a lot of the pro-life movement, I but it is something that I definitely, we need to have that conversation on what do we do on the back end because there are long-term um, things that we need to discuss about that. But like I said, you know. I yeah, don't know. and you know what? Here's the thing, too. What is sad to me, um, I mean, that's no secret that I am pro-choice, mm-hmm. okay? And I think that those connotations at the same juncture, I could say that I am also pro-life. I, I hate the whole, I, I, I do too. I, I'm not a big fan of I the whole pro-life, pro Because, shit, exactly, you know. when I say pro-choice, yeah. what I mean by that is if a woman determines that the uh, that she needs to have a medical procedure, right? She can't uh, keep a child, she's not in her future, if it's by rape, by incest, whatever that is, mm-hmm. okay, if she has that choice, I believe in that. But I also, I also am very, I feel very strongly that if this woman chooses to have a child, that we should be fucking getting in line to make sure that that child has a successful life. Yeah. Because you have a lot of children with, at a disadvantage, and we'll talk about this more, right? And, yeah, and no, I definitely thing. want to dedicate some time. Yeah, to, I know exactly. it's passionate for you, we and, need it's, to and dedicate it's also, I want to bring some points up as well, too. So, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, we need, we to, need to dedicate ourselves to that child, understanding yeah. that we're bringing that child into the community, right? And support that mother so that she gets better at supporting her child instead of introducing them to a systemic lifestyle of welfare and yeah. keeping, not only that, she has now imprisoned a child into that lifestyle if we are not support, supporting them with vocation, with education. Without the proper supports, Dana, exactly. that child is, is, is doomed for failure. Exactly. I don't disagree with you on that 100%. Exactly. And, and, and so, therefore, that's why I say I'm also pro-life. Yeah. Because we need to support these children. We need to support the mothers. And, I mean, it's sad to say I know that there are, uh, you know, I, I, listen, I'm part of the movement, you know, fight the patriarchy. You know what I mean? I am. <laughs> right? But... But that was a dig know. at me. I oh, know, God. but we both know. Yeah. Okay. We both know what my goal is yeah. because I do see that in my day to day work, and and we need to become better at that period on both sides. So I'm asking you when you go up to Tallahassee that we talk about these things, that we bring Democrats to the table, that there's some give and take, that if we're going to do this, we need to do this, uh, and recognizing the life of the child because um, the rights of the child okay, are way more entailed than what sides are talking about. Yeah. It's not just the right to be born, but it's a right to thrive, and we don't talk enough about that. I believe so. everybody has a right. Now, listen, I will I, I will, we'll kind of, you know, I guess wrap it up on this portion over here, what I'll just because I know we've got to get into the whole um, two-minute spin cycle stuff if yeah. there's anything available from Gonz. I don't know if there is or not. But what I'll just say is that um, everybody, I believe, has the right to an opportunity, 
And then what they do with it is entirely up to them. I, there's no guarantees and outcomes. And I want people to understand this. I hear a lot of talk about that, and sometimes it comes from the, from the left a little bit on these, you know, guaranteed outcomes. There's no such thing. To me, that's a bunch of horseshit. Yep. It, everybody has the right to opportunity. That's part of what we are, who we are as a country. Everybody has a right to opportunity. What you do with it is entirely up to you yep. at that point in time, but definitely the support systems, the support systems need to be in place to yep. ensure that they, every child has that opportunity. Yeah, so. and I want to talk about that too. I mean, as far as it goes, um, we kind of, uh, you know, wrap up with this, but I really also want to get more into, and we'll talk about it at another time. Um, you know, one of my big things is the veto list. Yeah. 2022 veto list. It was fucking harsh. Almost $4 billion, brother. It was it was a lot, and uh, we'll definitely have to make that as part of another show so you and I can talk about that a little more because yeah. I can, I'll try and provide a little bit more insight into that as well. But I I, I wasn't, you know, me personally, like, I'm not going to speak for, for anybody else. I just, me personally, I, it, was, it, was, um, it was a big cut, um, and uh, there's a lot of stuff that's out there I thought was good. Um, but, you know, look, it's the governor's prerogative, and once again, you know, it's – he felt compelled to, 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 you know, to cut as much as he did. And so, um, and, and there is, and I just want to tell you guys, it's, it's, uh, you can find this anywhere on the internet, the 2022 veto list. And there are some things here that I just have a problem with. Um, we have, um, and not big ask, Barry University Nursing and Healthing Professional Simulation Program, right? $276,000. Simulation centers, nursing. Nursing shortage, nursing increasing the talent workforce supply through simulation. I mean, there's a lot of things here uh, that we're talking about. There's a lot of STEM programs that I questioned. And, and just to bring that up, you know, we should be encouraging uh, robotics and I don't and vocational. disagree with you. Some of that may be, and I want you to understand, too, that some of that may be coming about because – Listen, the governor has and his team have a very, you know, high-level holistic approach in the whole state of Florida. And sometimes with the governor, and this is for any governor, when a governor, whether at one point in time it was Jeb Bush, Rick Scott, or even when Lawton Charles was in office at one point in time and so forth, what I will tell you is that um, even when Charlie was, uh, Charlie Chris was governor, um, sometimes what they're looking at is, is this a duplication or something else? So even though a member may, may have brought it up as a project request, there you don't realize that sometimes it may be duplication. I And then... I'll get into that, too, and, and I definitely want to get into because I want people yeah. to understand because my boss put in something, too, um, a, a request for something on, on, on wildlife in general. And, you know, look, the reality is is that some are looking at it probably going, is that, or maybe, is that redundancy maybe? And, and it's for the right reasons, I believe, but it's just one of those things where, hey, and, and I'll get into a little more detail on that yeah. some other time. But yeah, and of course we will, and it's yeah. something that's going to be continuing education All good content there. for another show, Dana. Yeah, All I All good content for another show. <laughs> That is um, absolutely an ongoing thing, and um, just a shot across the bow to whoever it is uh, that is elected um, as our state representative this year. It's, I promise you that the next two years, we're going to talk heavily about mental health and substance abuse services. Um, I look at our numbers, domestic violence here in Deltona, and it makes me shudder. Countywide, same thing, um, where we really need to um, we need to do more about that. We need to support peer-to-peer -peer, mm -hmm. um, here. Uh, it's no secret, if you want to dig around in my closet, there's some skeletons there. I myself am long-term in recovery, mm -hmm. um, and I like to promote programs that encourage that. Um, we need to get behind more. Um, and I understand the, the cutoff between government and nonprofits, okay? I was but just going to comment yeah. on that. that we, that's part of the conversation. Yeah, how but far we do need we go? more yeah. money for our nonprofits because uh, more and more we are pushing those services. The county's done that with the rollback. Don't get me started. That's a whole other fucking soapbox right there. Yeah. Uh, but yet the county can't provide 
services that they need to put people in beds and to um, to help fund the war on drugs. We yeah. have a serious epidemic there that we need to address. And so this year, it is my mission um, as we move through and after elections. Um, I would say that I have um, at least a talking relationship with um, two of the candidates, and then and the third who I really believe would be so awesome for our community that uh, is good. So those are definitely talking points as we move forward, and I can't wait to see uh, the way that we mix it up. Uh, yeah, I'm waiting to see how the election pans out, and we'll go from there. And But once again, everybody stay tuned, please, because obviously there's a lot of stuff to talk about in general that and how it impacts your lives and whether you agree with me or Dana or not 100%, and we'll try to ha- flesh us as much as we can out without becoming – you know, fucking boring about the shit, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I like the fact, uh, I, I sprung uh, Dr. Anderson today. We were just happened to be talking about Yeah, you about did it. tell me a surprise was coming, and I was just like, oh, I just saw her I in a hit piece. Way. I was like, uh, okay. And, but it was all good, though, because yeah. I, once again, I do appreciate it because I, I'm a big, firm believer, and we need to have these conversations. And as I stated earlier, uh, we yeah, had we an might. opportunity for commonality on something and just exactly. realizing that that's... And I can't wait to have our guest. I think that, you know, we talked about, like, through election cycle, having more guests on for yeah. 20 minutes. I mean, because it's important what I we do. I definitely want to have more guests. That was actually pretty cool. I didn't re- I didn't, uh, didn't know fully what the dynamic was going to be 100% on yeah. that. And just, but I really enjoyed that because it brings their own perspective. And yep. it allows us to mix it up a little bit differently, having somebody else here instead of just me, you, me, and you doing this, you know, friggin' love fest shit that we do all the yeah, time. Yeah, exactly, so. exactly. Somebody to poke us. <laughs> yeah. We need that third party. Yeah. <laughs> we got too much kumbaya, brother. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's all good. We, yeah, we got to yeah. – last week was kind of pulling the bandaid off a little tiny bit, and I, got, I know you got me riled up on something. You didn't do that as much today, yeah, so no, no. I was a little like, oh, I'm okay. Very, I'm fucking but the next today. episode, maybe we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Dana, no, she has a knack for, like – Poking the bear. Poking the bear and get me friggin' started, and I just was like, uh, But we had some momo moments today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, and I think it all comes out in the wash. And speaking of the wash, uh, we're going to take a, a minute, one minute here, yep. uh, going through our emails. I think as we move along, we have some emails in and some guests that are yep. uh, and that are wanting to come on the show, which I think that we should accommodate. And yes. You know what I mean? We do, because it's good dialogue. Um, I think that at some juncture this week, Gonzo is going to be pulling somebody out of the mailbag. Mm-hmm. I know that we have um, Sharice Boyd. Um, I heard, yeah, I, I heard that she wanted to try and come on, and yeah. I heard uh, Mr. Partington wanted to come on. Um, okay. I know that Joe Hanush wrote in to us. And yeah, I he's think a libertarian, that, and I'd love to get his feedback on some of these absolutely. things. Absolutely. So we're going to let Gonzo pick somebody and, and maybe bring him in next week for 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah, just a sounding board as we move through election cycle. And listen, guys, with that, we want to thank you again for joining us today. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I know that we'll have more yeah. festival things like to talk about yeah. as we move through um, and as we go through election cycle. Um, I want to end with our hero of the week. Can I end with that? Yeah, go by all means, please. Week. I want to give a shout out to um, a lady, a friend of mine. I'm being partial, a lady friend of mine. Okay. Um, she has been tirelessly working in our county for over 30 years, I think, okay. uh, being in our community. And uh, I just love her to death. I'm going to have her on here one day. She'll okay. come in and sit. And that is Pat Norty. Okay. And, uh, ooh, ooh, Pat, no, Pat, yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. she'll smack anybody around. Yeah, you I know, know what I'm I saying? Know. Trust me, yeah, I've known Pat for number for you know, probably the better part of it over a decade now. And yeah. so, yeah, yeah, we're gonna have her come in, Auntie Pat. Yeah, yeah, she's Auntie good. Pat, yeah, I know she's, um, so, uh, yeah, but no, we need to have her on. I gotta, I, you know, listen, if you're a Republican out there, you wanna be on the show too, please, cause I, 
I don't need Dana commandeering the show with a, a lot of Democrats, and uh, yeah, exactly. which is fine by me because I, I can mix it up. But I just, you know, yeah. you're a Republican out there, or yeah. Joe Hanush is Libertarian. Hey, listen, you need to get your Republican friends on the following of the Twitter, brother, and yeah. you know what I mean. They yeah. need to speak up, or you know how we're going to have it in here. You yeah, I, so, listen, I will tell you that I'm doing. I'm going to do my part to make sure we get some folks in here, and I'll. All right, so listen, we're going to do our part. You do your part. We want to wrap it up. Thank you for joining us again. Um, and we want to tell you that if it's important to you. It's important to us. It's definitely. important to us. Y'all have a good uh, weekend. Be safe. Yep. The Smoking Truth Podcast, its owners and sponsors, take no responsibility for the opinions or statements made by the talk show host or their guests. Statements or show topics are not necessarily the beliefs of Mike and Mike Productions, or the podcast providers and opinions between talk show hosts may differ. It is not our intent to libel, incite, or hurt anyone's feelings. We invite you to write the show's host, Dana McCool, with any feedback or suggestions you have for their shows. These broadcasts are presented and made public as entertainment in the hope that they will be entertaining to the audience. This has been The Smoking Truth with Dana McCool and Eric Raimundo. Listen for new episodes every Tuesday at 8 a.m. This has been a Mike and Mike production. <laughs>